0: This is the Italian Real Estate Podcast, here to help you with the ins and outs and basics of Italian real estate presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Hello there and welcome to the Italian Real Estate Podcast presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. We, of course, are back here again with Italian attorney Marco Pedmonian. How are you doing, man? Been a while since we last seen each other. Yeah, good, how are you? Doing well, thanks. So today, of course, we wanted to clarify some, some very important points about what, uh, what residing in Italy can look like and what this v- different, various levels of residency mean. Residency itself, a residency permit, and then also the thing which may allow you to actually have one of those would be a visa. So Marco, just to get started with, I think it might be worthwhile starting in order of what a person would have to get to be able to actually be here in Italy, and the first thing would be the visa, and how does that differ from the other two?
1: If you're not an Italian citizen, if you are a foreigner who wants to live in Italy, uh, you will have to obtain a visa, at least if you want to stay long-term, so for more than 90 days, because as we all know, there is a list of countries um, whose citizens can uh, travel to Italy for, tourism and can stay for up to 90 days but if you are uh, somebody who wants to stay for longer or someone who is not even allowed to stay uh, without a visa for up to 90 days you would have to apply for a visa everybody knows what a visa is uh, but in Italy it has a slightly different meaning uh, Mm -hmm. or purpose because what you do is you have to apply for a visa through the Italian consulate in the country where you reside. So if you are an American and uh, wants to travel to Italy with the purpose of staying in the country for longer than 90 days, you would have to apply for a visa through the Italian consulate in the state or the area in the US where you reside. And the visa, which is, again, released by the Italian consulate is the document that allows you to enter Italy, but not to remain. Uh, So the visa allows you to enter the country. But then um, the law says that upon arrival in Italy and generally within eight days, you have to apply for a residency permit, which is the document that instead allows you to continue residing in the country for more than 90 days. So you apply for the visa through the Italian consulate. And then once in Italy, you apply for the residency permit. Other countries, they only have the visa. So the visa is all you need to be able to travel to that country with the purpose of staying long-term. And it's also the document that allows you to stay Mm long-term. In Italy, it's a combination of two documents that allows you to stay in the country for more than 90 days. And um, of course, there are different types of visas. Uh, You can apply for a work visa, for a student visa, for a um, retirement visa. We talked about that uh, extensively in other videos. Uh, It's called the elective residency visa. Um, There are several types of visas that you can apply for. And once in Italy, you should apply for the related residency permit uh, that you need in connection to your visa to be able to continue residing in Italy.
0: And that was just something uh, that was interesting also that you mentioned about that if a person actually comes to Italy with the intention of living here, they have to apply ahead of time. But for a person who's coming to Italy, maybe just thinking to get started with the purchasing process, do they have to have that that same document or
1: can they come here another way? People from certain countries like um, the US, Canada, or a lot of countries actually, they don't need a visa to travel to Italy short term. Uh, So for vacation, but even to purchase a house or for short business trips. Um, The point is you can stay in Italy if you are a citizen of a country in that list. Um, You can stay in Italy for up to 90 days without the need for a visa. And you can actually return to Italy for 90 more days but after you have stayed outside of Italy uh, for 90 days so in short the rule is you can stay 90 days in, 90 days out and then 90 days in again and then 90 days out so a total of 6 months uh, in a 12 month period of time in other words you can stay for 90 days in a period of 180 days and it doesn't have to be consecutive
0: Thanks for indulging that little tangent there. I think that was just a a little piece of uh, information that I think a lot of people will uh, find helpful and useful potentially because maybe you don't want to commit to the full whole shebang of having to live here. Although uh, being able to live here long term, I guess, would have um, the requirement of being a a resident or having a place to actually call home, as you've mentioned in past episodes. But moving on from there, you were talking also about the residency permit itself and how that's seems to be contingent on the visa. How, what is the interaction between the two and what is the transition between one to the other? How, how does this all work for a person who's coming here and what's the real difference at the end of the day?
1: So within eight days from your arrival in Italy, you have to apply for uh, the residency permit and you apply through the Questura, which is the local police or immigration office. Uh so you have to show up and and you know say that you have a visa that allowed you to enter the country and now you are looking for your residency permit uh it, it's in most cases it's just a formality they will release this residency permit because you have a visa and the thing is we're talking about long term residents in Italy uh the residency permit it's is what you renew every year or whenever you have to renew it, you don't renew your visa, which is a document that allows you to enter the country, but you renew your residency permit as long as you maintain, you're able to continue to meet the requirements. For example, if you apply for the the elective residency visa, uh, the consulate abroad will grant the visa to you, but the local police station in Italy, in the place where you go to reside, will issue the residency permit, and then every year you will have to renew the residency permit on the condition that you uh, still meet the requirements, which in the case of the elective residency visa are income requirements. Mm.
0: And actually, sorry, just to take it one step back for a second, because you mentioned um, just now that these people who are getting the visa to be able to enter the country um, for the purpose of actually remaining here do have uh, requirements that they do have to meet. But this did bring me back to something else that you were just talking about before, uh, for people who are wanting to come here for less than 90 or 90 days or less in a, um, in a 180 day period. Do they also have
1: requirements that they have to meet for actually being able to enter the country? As I mentioned before, there are some people from, a, from certain countries that do need a visa even if they want to travel to Italy Briefly, for vacation, for example, I'm, for example, thinking about people from Egypt. Mm. They need a visa, even if they want to go to Italy, for a one-week vacation. So, in short, we're talking about those countries that do not fall within the visa waiver program.
0: And so, for these people who aren't from a country that is a part of the visa waiver program... um, what type of documentation would they have to provide or what would they have to do to actually be able to come to
1: Italy for that short period of time? Uh, First of all, maybe uh, something that I should clarify uh, because I was referring to Italy because we were talking about Italy, but Mm -hmm. I should have said Schengen area because Mm -hmm. those countries uh, which fall within this visa waiver program, um, for their citizens, they can actually travel uh, for up to 90 days within the Schengen area, so Mm -hmm. Italy, but also the other. So it's uh, treated as a block, basically. Exactly, Italy, but also the other countries, European countries that are part of the Schengen area. So you could stay like one month in Italy and then one month in Germany Mm -hmm. and one week in France. So you can move freely during the 90 days uh, Mm -hmm. time period within the Schengen area. And to answer your question, there is no specific requirement, you just have to have a valid passport um, which will be stamped upon arrival in the Schengen area, so they stamp your passport in the first European country where you arrive, but they don't stamp it um, when you cross the border to go to another European country because we're talking about the European Union uh, where there is like freedom of movement within the Schengen area. It's called Schengen area um, from the treaty that established this freedom of movement. Not all European countries are part of the uh, Schengen um uh, treaty or accord but um, for, for example Croatia, Croatia is part of the European Union but it's not part of the Schengen area but let's say that almost all the European countries uh, belong to this area where you can travel uh, freely and there is no really not, not a specific requirement you can just get on a plane and uh, fly into Europe and um, there is no such requirement like the ESTA, which is what you have to do to travel into the United States for uh, even for vacation. Uh, Europe was like there were talks about implementing such a system in the European Union too, like the ETIAS uh, visa waiver program. Exactly, they haven't done that yet. It's basically just, it's not a visa; it's just a registration that you have to do prior to traveling into the European Union for security. Purposes, I, I would imagine so they, they, they register everybody who is uh, flying into the European Union and you're supposed to uh, do this registration online mm-hmm. before you're able to travel to the EU. But as of right now, they haven't implemented it yet. Yeah,
0: it was, I remember it was something that they were wanting to try and implement in 2020. But then, of course, things happened in the world uh, during that year and travel became less of a priority for people. But what you were just saying now also... Um, I think there's maybe an important point to just quickly touch on here. You were saying about the Schengen area that you could enter really in the Schengen area and um, that you could spend a week in Italy, a week in Germany, a couple days in France and so on. So that means that this 90 days on this uh, that you have to be able to spend to Italy is also partially contingent on what other parts of the European Union that you may have been in. So theoretically if you've been a week in germany and a week in france that would mean you have 2 weeks less than 90 days exactly
1: exactly a, lo- a lot of people they um they, they they don't consider that and when i tell them you know you have spent already some time in another um, european country that is part of the schengen area they realize that they have less time to spend mm. in italy and that's a very important point because you know the risk is to overstay which is right. something that you don't want to do
0: yeah, no, and especially, I mean, when you're looking for a home, you want to be able to take your time, not be rushed through it, and uh, especially even to be able to get through the purchasing part of it if you're wanting to be here in Italy. But I know that's something that you do help people with. We've talked about this before, uh, to go through the process uh, and allow you to take care of it on their behalf without them actually physically
1: needing to be here. Yeah, absolutely. We we help people who want to purchase properties, and especially in these times, you know, it's... Um, not uncommon for people to tell me I don't want to travel to Italy. Uh, I will want to travel in the future but for now I want you to purchase my home for me Mm. and that's something that is possible in Italy. You can purchase a property without having to be physically present in the country.
0: Yeah no I mean that makes sense that somebody would want to make that investment to be able to get here and Once this is all over, it's like, all right, that's it. I just want to land. I want to get to my home. That's it. Forget about it. Don't bother me. Let me arrive. But um, getting back to kind of more the the topic of this video, because we've had a a great time on that tangent, but um, residency versus a residency permit, what are the differences there? Because I think it's very important that we understand what... Is because this is actually a very important a part of living in Italy and to be able to get certain um, services and documents taken care of, you need to really understand what the difference is there.
1: I think uh, residency is the most confusing term for people who are unfamiliar with the Italian legal system because it doesn't really exist in many other countries. Um Residency means in Italy to be registered as a resident in a certain town. Uh, So you need to be actually put in a registry which is held in the town hall and people who come from abroad with a visa and... Who also obtain a residency permit should also take an additional step and register as resident of a specific town. Basically, in Italy, everybody is registered in a specific town. Almost everybody, I should say, because there are also people that are not registered. But most of the Italian citizens and foreign citizens living in Italy are registered, and being registered gives you certain advantages. Uh, for example, only if you are a resident of a certain town, you can renew your Italian ID, or you can apply for an Italian passport uh, through through the local authorities. Uh, so not being registered has certain disadvantages, but there is no consequence if you are not mm-hmm. registered. Or for example, if you want to vote for the elections, and if you're moving, from one place to another, you are supposed to register in the new place. So if you uh, get a house for rent in another place, so you relocate from one place to another, or if you purchase another house and you sell your home, you should register in the new place. You cannot be registered in two places. So you just have to, you you can only register in one place. But if you move from one place to another, so if you sell your house and you no longer have a house in that town, but you buy a house in a different town, you should register um, in a new town. Again, there is no consequence if you don't do it, but uh, there are certain advantages uh, if you do it. And this applies to both Italian citizens and non-Italian citizens residing in Italy with a visa and the related residency permit because you can't register as a resident if you are a tourist uh, mm-hmm. so a lot of people ask me like I've been in it- I will be in Italy for 90 days should I should I register uh, the answer is no only if you are a long-term resident you should register as a resident and um, I, I know you know something about you know being registered as a resident <laughs> and what what that implies. I know you got yeah. a letter recently oh, about... Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's actually one of the funny things. I mean, I've had to change my residency a couple of times because i moved a couple of times since moving to Italy. But that alone, in particular, what you're talking about there, the letter that I got... Um, and that was one of the things that was like... It also even just regards to Italian citizenship. It was one of the things... That really confirms that, like the people who like me who are registered or recognized rather through iuris sanguinis, uh, through by descent, that we're seen as Italian citizens just the same way as anybody else born here, because. I got called up for uh registering for jury duty thankfully not for jury duty itself but to register for jury duty and that was really funny because it was it was from the local municipal offices and um they they said now it's it's the time for you to actually register um you're within the age bracket so uh come on down to the offices or you can mail it into us but it was really weird to me because it was sent by the electoral office I'm thinking. Wait, are they trying to register me to like to run for office or something? What's going on here? <laughs> and there actually was a clerical error that that was like it, it, whatever. That's a whole different discussion for a different day.
1: No, but that's a good example of what being registered as a resident means because they sent a letter in your place of residency, like right. in 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 your address, like at your address that you declared. When you registered yourself as a resident in the town of Rovigo.
0: yeah, no, I mean not necessarily that somebody who's going to be here on a a, a residency permit will expect to see something like that. Just happens to be because I also have Italian citizenship. But in this case, that's the, that's a yeah that's an amazing example of w- why it's necessary because sometimes there are communications that do need to be sent to you uh, that will that will uh, be. Uh, contingent on where it is that you actually live and where you are registered to live and especially if you're an italian citizen this can be even much more important because if you want to vote it's all attached to your address if you want to because here you have um, not only your regular um, national id but you also have a voter id that you have to go and this is all based on where you live and the registration with the police and the check and all of the everything that we've talked a lot about before here on this uh this podcast and also the italian citizenship podcast but um i'm just curious also about one other thing is the per uh the residency permit is that contingent in any way on residency or is residency
1: contingent
0: on the residency permit
1: when you get your residency permit so if you are a foreigner who got a visa and now uh, arrived in italy and obtain the residency permit, which like I said, is the document that allows you to continue residing in Italy past the 90 days. You are supposed to register as a resident as well, but you don't necessarily have to do it, so there are no consequences if you don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, however, in the opposite situation, if you, you, you can only register as a resident if you're interested in doing so, if you have a residency permit and if you obtain the visa prior to traveling to Italy. In other words, you cannot register as a resident if you don't have, legally speaking, the ability to reside in the country, so if you're a tourist. Uh, it's, it's a different thing for European citizens though because if you are a citizen of another European country, and want to relocate to Italy, of course you don't need a residency permit. Right. But you do Mm -hmm. have to register with the police, no? Exactly, you have to register with the police, that's another thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Within eight days from your arrival in Italy, that's called uh, dichiarazione di Presenza, and maybe we can talk about that uh, in another video. (laughs) (laughs) But um, if you are a European citizen, You don't need a visa, you don't need a residency permit, Mm -hmm. but once in Italy, you should register as a resident. And in that case, you can do it even if you don't have. A visa or a residency permit
0: that's absolutely um fascinating uh, that there's i mean all of these little twists and turns i'm sure uh people are probably going to end up having to watch this episode maybe more than one time because there's a lot of info in here and usually with these episodes of the italian real estate podcast anyway we like to keep them on the shorter side but this one is definitely going to be a little bit longer than the usual and uh, it's it's definitely with good reason and uh, i'm very glad that we were able to talk about this so of course again thank you so much marco for making yourself available to talk about this and explain what things are like here in regards to actually being able to remain here or to come here, to arrive here and to travel here. But if people are looking for help with the process of purchasing property
1: here in Italy, how can they get in contact with you and your team? People can contact us through our website ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com or they can give us a call, the number is on our website
0: absolutely fantastic. And of
1: course, if you're interested
0: in more content like this about Italian real estate or even about Italian citizenship, be sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel that this is on. And also in the near future, this will be available as an audio only podcast by the time this comes out. And for updates when that will be available, be sure to keep up with the Italian Real Estate Lawyers Facebook page, as well as the Italian Citizenship Assistance Facebook page as well. You'll be able to find all of the information there as soon as these episodes go live as audio only podcasts very soon and also if you're interested in more content like this about italian dual citizenship living life abroad life in italy and living as a dual citizen expat in italy feel free to come over to my youtube channel where i talk a lot about these types of subjects as well as even show around italy and show around where i live and thank you all so very much for joining us again for another episode of the italian real estate podcast presented by italian real estate Lawyers.com. of course we've been here with italian attorney marco permonian and I am Rafael Di Furia, and we will see you all next time. Later.
1: Thank you.